0: and welcome back to floorcast. Today's episode is talking about fandoms. So, we've all been in a fandom. We've either regretted it or loved it. And as the saying goes, it's easy to join a fandom, but it's hard to leave one. And today, we're going to be talking about the fandoms I've been in. Now, just to note, this is going to be, like, separated into parts. I'm not sure how many parts there will be, but either way, today we focus on some of the fandoms I was in when I was younger. Well, yeah. Now, um, you can probably see with this uh, storytelling episode where things started going downhill for me. But in general Yeah, just enjoy the episode because this is younger me. And I'll probably show how old I was when I joined these fandoms. So you'll probably be able to get the gist of how old I was and how I'd probably act around stuff and yeah. Now do know if I I do rejoin some of these fandoms at some point, but I'm not going to make it chronologically, so if I rejoin a fandom at some point, I'll recover when I first joined the fandom and then when I um join the fandom again. So, it'd be like a mashup. But anyway, I think we've gotten enough explaining out of the way. Let's go on to my first fandom. Alright, so, I'm not sure actually the first fandom I have technically joined. But, I'm going to assume the first fandom I actually joined was the My Little Pony fandom. And I joined this fandom, I think, around four years old. But I never really started getting involved until I was six. So, when I was, like, in the My Little Pony fandom, I used to love My Little Pony as a show. And if you're wondering which My Little Pony I'm talking about, since there are multiple shows, I'm talking about Friendship is Magic. You know, with the main six, and Celestia, and Nightmare Moon, you know. And as a fan... Of My Little Pony, I used to collect a lot of merchandise of it. There'd be, like, these little figurines that were small enough to fit in my dollhouses, and then there were the big dolls, and then there were the Equestria Girls, and then there were, like, the plushies, and then the the fan, or at least the, uh, shirts they made, and the costumes, and the comics, you know? I tried to get my anything that was My Little Pony related onto, uh... Or into my playroom. Because I used to have a playroom when I was little. And I even collected some older My Little Pony dolls. Like, way before My Little Pony Friendship is Magic was released. So there were some older My Little Pony dolls. But either way, I was pretty innocent in this fandom. I didn't have a crush on anybody. Nor did I ship anybody. Because, yeah. And when Equestria Girls got, like, released... I literally freaked out about it. Like, I wouldn't stop watching it nonstop. stop Basically, I'd be dancing to all the songs in it, and I thought it was cool to see them humanized. And I kept, like, drawing absolute terrible versions of all the Equestria Girls. And even made some of my fan-made ones, because some of the dolls that I had like, the little small figurines, I didn't even know existed in the show, so I decided to make my fan-made Equestria Girls, and in general, it was a good time had by all, because, well, yeah, I enjoyed my days in the My Little Pony fandom, I was innocent, I, like, it was my first fandom, so, I wasn't, like, used to most of the shipping and fanfic, and I never really saw of that. However, when I was six, I got introduced to the internet, and it changed my life. I looked up My Little Pony all the time. I got to hear my favorite songs over and over again, which probably tortured my parents, considering I'd blasted on the speakers in our living room because I loved it so much. And... Uh... I think what I should talk about most is the My Little Pony fan-made music. Like, if you know what I'm talking about, like, there's Wooden Toaster, there's The Living Tombstone, and that's all the artists I can remember from the top of my head. And their music was kind of fun because, I don't know, I mean just the idea of making your own character and inserting it to the series sounded such an offlandish idea, and I was willing to do anything just to make a perfect series where I inserted one of my characters. I mean, look at all my My Little Pony fan art, all of it was bad, but I can totally tell some of my fanfic was bad too. And yes, I wrote fanfic, but it wasn't anything like sexual fanfic. It wasn't like shipping fanfic, because I didn't know any of that stuff at the time. And for this episode, I mostly don't know about any of that, so either way. So, my My Little Pony fandom days were well spent, because I didn't do anything completely regrettable, and as you can see as we go down this list, I obviously ruined myself, because yeah. All right, so I'm going to combine two segments here. I think the second fandom I have joined and the one I probably stayed in for like the longest I believe is the Angry Birds fandom. I used to love Angry Birds. I have plushies. I have the games. And yes, I know the original developers deleted the original games from the App Store, but like Angry Birds and Bad Piggies were both my favorite games at the time. I mean, I don't know how I got introduced to those games, but they were my favorite games. I loved playing them. I'd play them non stop and I would just in general I love the games. I love the soundtrack and I remember playing some of the games and there'd be like these backstories to them I believe. I'm not sure. But I haven't revisited like any um Angry Bird stuff in a little while. And I didn't make much fan art either, but I did have a lot of comics. And I just to let you know, I had already left the Angry Birds fandom like way uh after the um or way before the Angry Birds movie was released. I kind of didn't like it, but I kind of did, but then again, you probably can't make like armless and legless Angry Birds and get away with it without it making it look terrible. I mean, that's how the game developers want it to be originally, but you obviously have to modify some stuff to make it like a workable character to animate and move with. But either way, I'm kind of sad that the games got removed from the App Store, at least from what I've heard, because I only played Angry Birds and Bad Piggies, and they're both the original games that got removed. Those games were fun, but I can't get myself to dig into like any of the newer games. Because as much as I loved the game... I've tried playing, like, the futuristic games, and I think it's just because I've grown out of the series, but none of them ever interested me. So, my Angry Birds fandom was kind of active, but also kind of not. I mean, I never made any fan art, I never shipped anybody, I never made any fanfic either, and I never made any self-insertion stuff. Alright, now let's move on to other fandoms. My memory's kind of fuzzy with these, so excuse me if I get any of my information wrong. And also, by the way, huge cringe warning! Huge cringe! 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 Now, I can't really tell which one I joined first, but I'm definitely sure I joined the Bendy and the Ink Machine fandom and the Cuphead fandom at some point. And also the... Five Nights at Freddy's. So I'm going to combine all these three because I'm assuming it's going to help me at some point. So I joined the Five Nights at Freddy's fandom. Like, no idea what age. I believe I was around seven and then I left the fandom at seven or eight at some point. But I did get myself active in it, kind of. I bought plushies. I kind of got some merchandise and I bought like the little figurines they used to sell. I did play some of the games, but I only played the demos, and technically since I was 7 at the time, my parents didn't want me playing any game that was rated 10 or up. And although I could definitely play those games now, like I said, a lot of the fandoms don't just interest me anymore. They don't, like, like, they bring me nostalgia and happiness, but that's all. Like, I don't get intrigued into them anymore. So yeah. But I also did spend a lot of time liking the music. And I did watch people like Markiplier, Jacksepticeye, and other YouTubers play Five Nights at Freddy's when I knew exactly that I couldn't. Kind of mad that I really couldn't. But then again, I... Yeah. And I absolutely loved all the uh, Five Nights at Freddy's fan music people would make. And especially the gameplay videos. They were like... The only songs and videos I would watch and listen to at that time. And I would rarely listen to any other type of song or song genre. Now, there was kind of a moment here I want to talk about. When I was little, my dad lent me his YouTube channel and I uploaded like all these videos I made using skits with my toys. And then I started to try to animate with this app. I can't remember what it was called, but it was definitely used for animation, and I saw it, like, a whole lot when I used to browse, like, fan-made animations in the series, and, well, let's just say I got the idea to make my own fan-made music video. It wasn't a very good one. But I think there's something we need to note here. I wasn't aware of the fact that you had to ask the original song owner to use that music. And I think I could say I learned it the hard way. I'm pretty sure you already know what happens. I recorded a song from the computer in the downstairs area I used to live at and... And then I just animated it terribly, and I uploaded it to YouTube, no thought, no mind. The next day, my dad gets a text from an anonymous user saying that I, he used his uh, the song without his permission and to take it down, please. He said it very politely. I mean, I'm pretty sure he knew I was a child, so he didn't want to scare me. But I cried that day, and I don't blame him either, but then again, ugh, yeah, Just cringe. And that was a moment that I think actually made me leave the fandom. Because after that, I genuinely took no interest in Five Nights at Freddy's anymore. And that's kind of sad, but I don't blame him. And I don't- I forgot how the song goes, but I'm afraid till this day to even use copyrighted music. Like, even when they say it's okay to use it as long as you credit them, I still have the feeling in the back of my head that they're gonna be, like, messaging me saying that you should have asked them privately. Instead of actually just taking word by word with what they said. But either way, I think it's time to move on to the Bendy and the Ink Machine fandom, I believe. Uh... N- no, I actually regret going into this fandom, because first of all, I used to self-insert myself a lot, I watched people play the game, I liked all the characters in it, and I kinda shipped myself and Bendy together, I made a Gmail account with the exact name Bendy plastered over it, and in a couple of numbers... Just scattered around. It was the biggest mistake of my life joining the fandom. And although I have nostalgic memories and I did play the game for a bit, it was just ugh. I mean, it was the first time I ever self-inserted myself and actually fell in love with somebody. Like, actually shipped myself with somebody else. And I know a lot of people do that now. And surprisingly, I still kind of do that to this day. I don't really see a lot of it wrong with it as long as you don't make it really, really sexual. But I didn't do that. I just pretended that we were in a relationship and it was like, ugh. I can't even look at Bendy and the ink machine the same anymore. When the chapter and the game actually fully ended, I didn't bring myself to look at the videos because I was kind of curious. But I also reminded myself, Paloma, if you rejoin the fandom, I'm going to kill you. And just in general, I couldn't really catch up with what they were saying because I hadn't paid attention for like years at that moment. But either way. I know this segment was kind of short, but yeah. Anyway, let's talk about the Cuphead fandom. I think I have a lot to talk about here. So, then again, I self-inserted myself. I listened to the music. And I actually never actually listened to the soundtrack of the actual game. Yeah, I know that sounds like a complete sin to the fandom world. Because usually you want to actually have some knowledge on the game and some of its soundtrack at least. And then you can go on and listen to, like, music made by fan-made members. But all I did was listen to fan-made music. Watch people play the game sometimes, but not really. Shipped myself with both of the main characters and King Dice. And I completely regretted actually joining that fandom too. Yeah. And the surprising part is, I think that was the longest fandom I had actually been in at the time. I can't remember how old I was at the time. I think I was like 8 or 9 or something, I'm not sure. Or 7 or 8, I don't know. And sorry if you're like a fan of any of these games still. Because I know I sure am not. But like, come on, you can't really blame me. I mean, I was young at the time. Don't blame me. But, alright. I was young, I was impressionable. And I'm still going to go down this roller coaster of cringe, so prepare your uh cringe buckets for the next episode. I meant the next segment, I meant. Yeah. All right. This is the last one on the list, I believe. But I'm not really sure. So, yeah, I think this is the last one. Yeah. So, have you ever heard of Battle for Dream Island? That answer is like kind of yes but also no. But if you really don't know what I'm talking about, basically somehow when like twenty ten or two thousand nine or something, two kids decided it'd be a good idea to make like a show where like all like it was like total drama or something, like an um an animated game show where they were competing for like this luxurious island. The surprising part is Everybody in the series is still running to this day. Anyway, when I was seven, I discovered Battle for Dream Island. It was like only a couple of years old when I discovered it. So the idea was like really cool to me. But I discovered this at like seven. And the reason I say object shows was I kind of actually joined a lot of other object show fandoms. Just kidding, I said two. But I liked the show at the time. I think my favorite character at the time was, like, Spongy. But there's so many variations of that uh, Battle for Dream Island that I can't even keep track anymore. So Battle for Dream Island fans or BFDI fans, please don't attack me when I get, like, information wrong because I haven't visited the fandom in, like, years. And I used to absolutely adore that show. And then I left it because I think I joined the Cupheader, the Bendy and the Ink Machine fandom. So it was like a memory in the past. Just completely gone. Nothing left. For some reason, my eight-year-old self later came along and said, Whoa, this is like nostalgic. Even though it was like only a year ago. And then after I watched that video, YouTube recommended a video to me called and Insanity Moves Like Paper. And I watched the video. It was like this animated AMV. You, it was like an AMV, and I used to watch a lot of those. So I kind of got interested because also the song that was playing on that AMV at the time was my favorite song. So I loved it, and um, that's how I kind of joined the Inanimate Sanity fandom. It got recommended to me through like that video, and in general, it got recommended to me either way because I used to. Well, I used to watch anything that would come up in my recommendations. I know it wasn't a good thing at the time, but either way. <laughs> oh God, I don't want to talk about this. Anyway, I didn't watch *Inanimate Insanity* for the plot like I did for *BFDI*. I didn't watch it for its characters. I mean, I kind of did, and I only watched a couple of the episodes. <laughs> But, I can say with certainty, you guys, don't bully me, don't call me a freak, don't call me a monster. But, uh, I kind of only watched Inanimate Insanity for, like, the host, because I kind of had a crush on him at the time, and I self-inserted myself, and... Self insertion ship with the host is basically what I could say right now. And as much as it makes me want to vomit, I have to accept the fact that my uh, little, my um younger self thought this was the best thing ever. And I don't blame that Inanimate Insanity move, moves like paper video because it did introduce like a good part of my life to me. And in general, Inanimate Insanity was like a really good show. And. Yeah, kind of cringe when I was in it, but yeah. And then I decided to rejoin the fandom when I was around 10 or 11. I got nostalgic again. I decided to go back and look at some of the episodes, but it wasn't until I rejoined the fandom like during summer. And I could say that when I was like 11, I was a lot better in this fandom i wasn't like self-inserting myself every moment i whenever i wanted to self-insert myself i calmly explained to myself it wasn't like a good idea and then i just wrote like and then i just made my own object show or made my object object comic whatever and carried on but that's when i actually became an actual fan It's not like I just watched it because of the host and other characters. But, in general, I did become a fan. I introduced it to one of my friends we'll call Ava. And she loved it so much. And we used to watch it together at, like, my art camp. And, basically, we used to reenact some scenes and stuff. And we drew them humanized and stuff. And, yeah. And I guess we could kind of point out some moments here. Like... We both got sad because Toilet got fired. Spoiler warning! And we both got sad because Bo died. And we both got mad at Phone as a character in general. And we both got sad that Fan got eliminated. Basically, at the time, we were like best buddy, best friends forever type of stuff. We used to watch these a lot. And the only cringe part I can assume is me actually shipping characters. Like, I used to ship, um, MePhone 4 and MePhone 4S. Don't tell my family, but I shipped. And I know how much of a sin it was, especially since a lot of the people in the fandom, like, didn't like that type of ship at the time. But I guess my argument when I was, like, at that age was, oh, but... Forest decided to give up his body for me phone. He really did care for me phone. And then some guy called me a, uh, well, hold on, a necromancer online, and I got sad, and I stopped doing it. But either way, and then I guess the only other cringe part was that Ava used to scream Miss the Phone" like at the top of her lugs. and like her toilet impression, which is like the assistant of the host of the show. And basically, it embarrassed kind of me, kind of, not really. But then every other kid in the classroom would kind of start questioning if we were, like, sane or not. And it just kind of got me on my nerves, but I didn't want to be rude, so I didn't tell her to stop. And I always tried to change the subject when that happened, but, oh god, I really can't, like... Yeah, you can totally tell why my inanimate insanities were completely cringe. And go ahead, hate me if you want for shipping. Hate me for self-inserting myself. Hate me for claiming that I was a fan when I was eight when I really just watched it to look at that host again. But yeah. Anyway, that actually kind of concludes it for this video, considering that I said I was going to separate it in parts. And plus, I have something really big coming up tomorrow. And also, just to let you guys know... I'm going back to school in a couple of days, so I'm not going to be able to upload as much anymore, but I will be able to upload like on the weekends or something if I have time. So you might see a lack in uploads, but don't get freaked out. Anyway, go watch and enjoy other content later today, or just do whatever you're going to do and have a great and wonderful day. And don't ship characters like I do, kids. Don't.